Hi, I'm Zora Chase, and you're listening to Small to Scaled, the podcast that explores how accomplished business leaders went from vision to venture. In these conversations, you'll hear about their experiences and take away some practical wisdom that might help your business scale to whatever size fits. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest and discuss the pros and cons of starting your own law practice and how and when to grow your firm. Whenever I come across a law student, I'll ask them about their ambitions. And what I notice is by the end of their first year of law school, they're already thinking about the big law firm promises, the gigantic salaries, and getting in a partnership track, even if they've never even taken the bar exam, right? So I also hear that those massive firms will basically own you and you better be ready to give up your lifestyle, devote your life to build vast amounts of hours for the firm. Today's guest broke out of that mold and created her own firm. Ashley Andrews is a sophisticated, highly ethical and tenacious lawyer who built her team focused on personalized family law services. She's consistently awarded recognition by Pasadena Magazine as a top attorney and was designated a super lawyer. That's a big deal. Um, She's wicked smart and as tough as they come. Ashley, I can't wait to hear more of your story and how you got to where you are today. Welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, Zora. So Ashley, you excelled at law school. I know this. You went to Loyola Law, and then you were uh, while in law school, you externed for two formidable judges and passed the bar on your first try. Congrats! Um, did you set out thinking you were going to go run your own firm someday? Tell us a little bit about how you got your start from basically law school into where you are today. Yeah, I had no idea I would own my own law firm. Uh, my dad was a homicide detective for the LAPD, so I grew up learning about the penal code and how to formulate probable cause. Uh, The career path I had in mind was um, as a public defender and then, you know, possibly white collar defense. I fell into family law. I was offered the opportunity to take over a family law practice uh, right out of law school, and um, I took it. You know, Uh, oddly enough, uh, I didn't do well in my criminal classes in law school, although I did very well um, at my externships for criminal court judges. I did excel in evidence, trial advocacy, and family law. So ultimately, family law is a very good fit. And were you? Um, was your first job working for a law firm that focused on family law? How? What, what kind of a place did you work initially? Yeah. So the way I fell into family law is when I graduated from law school in 2007. There was a statewide hiring freeze in all uh, government jobs, including the public defender's office. So with uh, student loans coming due and my rent, my car payment and groceries, I thought about who I knew and who my family knew and worked on how to leverage those connections. Um, They ultimately led me to apply to the uh, Monrovia law firm of Patent Faith and Sanford, which was an institution in this area for decades. So, um, you know, I was interviewed by uh, Jules Stanford to take over Eric Faith's practice. Jules was a partner and you know, as part of doing their uh, joining their team, I was required to do you know ten things immediately, and I agreed to do those things. Okay, and then what inspired you to um, break away and start your own practice? Well, um, you know, ultimately, Patent Faith and Sanford um, uh, folded. The last of the name partners died, and um, the other attorneys who were part of the firm decided that they wanted to go their separate ways. 
And I had built up this tremendous network of um, contacts and referral sources and connections. I thought, well, you know, um, I could go and work for someone else or um, I can go out on my own. And and one of the partners at the time offered me uh, the opportunity to join him in a firm he was forming as a partner. And so I took that opportunity. Okay. And then how did it eventually evolve to Ashley Andrews APC? Because now you run your own practice and have your own um, employees and team that works around you. So then what happened? Well, um, you know, as my family law practice began to grow um, more and more, I realized that I needed a little bit of a different law firm structure than, um, than the partnership. And so, um, you know, based on the 10 things that Pat and Beth and Sanford had me do when I joined them, which consisted of, you know, enrolling in every family law, continuing education course I could manage, participating in, you know, week-long mock trial classes, volunteering for the Harriet View High Center for Family Law, volunteering for um, the Los Angeles County Domestic Violence Project, and just the Chamber of Commerce and Rotary as well, my involvement in those organizations, I felt really confident that, you know, I can, I could go out on my own and I could succeed. It sounds like um, there was a bit of mentorship there, but also the structure kind of gave you a great foundation. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. And, you know, I was a partner in, um, in a firm for seven years. So that when my, when I, when the partner at the time invited me to join his firm, that partnership lasted for seven years. So I learned a great deal about, you know, law firm management and, um, gosh, just the business side of it from him. And then talk to me about the court side. Um, you, and, and especially this, it's been interesting during this whole um, pandemic crisis where you weren't, where you started to um, do your litigation uh, over a screen. Tell me how you managed to, to go to court every week and how it's been in the last year or so. Um, how, how do you make things work? with uh, trial of these, these days? Well, um, what is fantastic is that the, the networking groups and the community groups that wanted to succeed were able to pivot to online platforms. And so when they pivoted to those online platforms, uh, we could still participate in them. We could still pass um, referrals to each other. And so um, another thing that pivoted during the pandemic is uh, the court system. The court system changed from you know, in-person court appearances to appearances uh, via an online platform. So it was pretty much business as usual, um, other than having to, you know, build out office suites um, in in more remote locations than, than my brick and mortar office. So being a, a litigator, you keep a very rigorous schedule. How do you manage to run the business side of things uh, in your office? How do you do it all? Well, you know, I learned from my parents too, who are business owners, and they rarely took time off. It's, it's a 24-7 um, job, you know, just when you finish with the legal side of it, and you finish with the clients and making sure that they're happy and they're up to date and you're you know, up to date with the law, then you have to sit down and do the business side of it too. Um, I have great professionals that I rely on, you know, a fantastic bookkeeper. I don't do that myself. However, I do sit down with her um, a couple of times a month and go over, you know, the bookkeeping side of it. 
Um, I've worked with Usora on ad campaigns, you know, to generate business. And, and that was fantastic. So I think you have to be um, humble enough to know that you can't do it all. It's impossible. And you have to be, um, gosh, tenacious enough to go out there and get the right people to assist you with these matters that, you know, maybe you're not good at or it's not a good use of your time. So when you start a law firm, who's your first hire? Well, um, the first hire for me um, was Adriana, who is my legal assistant. And um, Adriana loves interacting with the clients. She worked for the court system for decades. So she knows the ins and outs of the court. She knows people who still work there. Um, She knows how to talk to the, the court staff. And I think that's really key. And there is an abundance of um, legal assistants out there, you know, people with vast experience um, in the court system and working for attorneys that, you know, one can pick from. And um, Adriana, fortunately, is full time for me. But, you know, I know that of situations where maybe attorneys rent space from other attorneys and they, you know, utilize their staff on a part time basis. And sometimes those those situations can be negotiated. I, and I understand you have a forensic accountant on your staff. Is that something recent or have you had that for a while? Yeah. So Shane um, is, Shane Reed is my forensic accountant and um, attorneys work very closely. Family law attorneys work very closely with forensic accountants because we are not CPAs. And so much of family law in California is, um, is a numbers game. It's, you know, it's, determining uh, what beans the other side has and what beans your client has and then bean counting. (laughs) So um, Shane and I have known each other for about eight years. He's been through um, a number of the big forensic accounting firms. And then finally uh, he and I have have, uh, exchanged so much business together that he pretty much works most of the time um, with me on my cases. That's terrific. That probably gives you a bit of an advantage over some of the law firms that don't offer someone that is as accessible as he is, I imagine, right? Yeah, it it definitely it definitely gives my clients an advantage because I would say that there are a lot of family law attorneys out there who try to do it themselves. And, you know, God bless them for trying. That's great. Um, I think that they do a good job. Um, but I think that, you know, you want the best for your clients. You want them to get the most. You want to make sure that things are accurate. And the way that you do that is with with a forensic accountant. And, um, you know, he will go hourly for me on some of my cases, um, which you can't, you can't get at, at some of the bigger forensic accounting firms because there's just this huge buy-in that they require with their retainers and people can't afford that. Wow. So that's a great offering that you actually have that in-house at your disposal. I mean, that, that must save you a lot of time and energy to have that reliable resource right there in your office. That's very cool. Um, what, how do you fill the pipeline and get clients? Like, how do you keep people coming in and asking for your services? What, what are your, um, marketing strategies? Well, um, you know, I, I mentioned the ad campaign that I did with you, which was really fantastic. Um, but you know, it seems like every time I attend a meeting event party or gathering, I end up connecting with someone who needs a divorce or paternity attorney. Um, and then those people were for friends and family, and it just it just builds, it just snowballs. 
Um, I'm still getting clients from cases I worked on, you know, 13 years ago. If you if you do a great job and you care about your clients and the subject matter, you continue to get referrals. That makes sense. So you are a big advocate of networking and also um, contributing in the community. I understand you just said you were the. Pre- are you the president of the Rotary Arcadia Rotary Club? Yeah, president yeah. of Arcadia Rotary. Yes, that's a lot of hours. <laughs> that's a lot of networking. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of calls all the time. Um, Rotarians really love their organization and they want to make sure that, you know, their leader is on top of everything. So it's, it's a tremendous honor. I'll make sure I share this podcast with dad, who was a Rotarian was, I think a past president years ago. (laughs) He was, he was, he was actually the the founding member of our, um, of our foundation, which enables us to be a, a, you know, a 501c3. What a great crossover. I love that. I love that small world. Um, is there anything that I didn't ask you that might help someone who is looking to uh, maybe break out of working for a big law firm and having more control over their destiny and having their own firm? Is there anything that I should that I didn't ask you that would be helpful? Yeah, I mean, oddly, this is a subject area that I talk with a lot of friends and law students about, um, and I highly encourage them to uh, to start their own firm just because the work-life balance is, I wouldn't say better, but it's more manageable. So um, whenever I'm advising these, these individuals or friends of mine, um, I say, you know, always get a lot of experience in your practice area. Try to work for the biggest and the best firm that you can um, or, you know, a smaller firm that's really um leading the way in the area of law, um, make a lot of solid connections with attorneys in your practice area, because whether you like it or not, you will need to call on them for advice. And you never know, you may refer cases to them and they may refer cases to you. You wouldn't think that would happen, but it does. So, you know, you learn as much as you can when you can um, embrace change and, and realize that you can't do everything yourself and you have to delegate. That's good advice, and um, I appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Um, if uh, if anyone out here listening wants to find you for your legal services or, I don't know, mentoring or, wh- or what have you, what's the best way to get in touch with you, or how do we find you? Well, the best way to get in touch with me is just to go to my website. It's um, www.ashleyandrewsapc.com. Um, and you can just send me uh, an email uh, through that website, or you can uh, contact me at my office number. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes so people can access that easily. Um, and and that's it for our questions. Uh, and I, for our listening audience, I just want to thank you for being a part of this uh, regular series that we share perspectives of business leaders and entrepreneurs on how their vision became a venture and really their dream job. It was created out of my vision to venture and day job where we help businesses scale with digital ads. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate small to scaled and feel free to email me at any time, zchase at chasingnectar.com. Keep moving your vision into your venture, everybody. Take care.